1: Running the option on first down, Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches
2: to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley right from the logo. Oh, got it. Oh, McKinley right. Breaks a tackle,
1: touchdown. Three people down there. The ball's up in the air. Caught. Touchdown. Caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. I think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when i minute play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to a And when no minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly the Buffs with my Colorado swag.
3: Welcome into the DNBR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XO's. I'm Henry Chisholm. I'm here with Ben Gerding, and we just finished watching this Stanford-Cal basketball game, which Cal won, which means that Colorado will be playing Cal tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night at 9.30 on ESPN. Uh, So we're going to be talking about what we expect from that game, what we saw in the other games today, uh, and that is the plan for this show. But first... A couple words about the Colorado XOs. You've probably heard me explain what they're doing before, but it is cool taking athletes from other sports like soccer or rugby teaching or not rugby soccer or football or like any sport that isn't rugby and teaching them how to play rugby with the hopes of getting them onto the U S national team, which trains at infinity park in Glendale, the same place, the Colorado XOs train. It's a cool concept. We're going to see if it works and you can follow along with the NVR rugby, uh, the podcast or on Twitter or with all the written content at the So make sure you check that out. All right. Um, so let's just jump into this game. Um, biggest takeaway, Matt Bradley is just a monster and Cal is going to live or die by him.
2: Is that fair, Ben? Yeah. I mean, dear God, first of all, you know, I have to ask, do you know why he came off the bench? He was like ceremoniously benched and then came in with 1919 19 left in the game. I'm like, what was the point in that? It must've been something internal, but 21, eight, six shooting, shooting, shooting very efficiently. <laughs> Three for four from deep. I. The other thing too is his passing in this game was really noticeable. Lots of no look passes. Great job driving into the lane and kicking it out. I mean, uh, look, Eli Parquet is a all-conference defender, and it is still going to take a superhero effort from him to, to limit Matt Bradley. Um, they just got to figure out a way to somehow contain him because he's so explosive. We talked about it after the, their last loss to Cal. I mean, dude is built like an outside linebacker, but he's so quick off the ball. I don't know how you. I don't know how you stop him. I think you just try and slow him down. Maybe you try and flop a little bit in the lane and see if you can draw the charge because he's so big, and try and get him off the court without trouble. But pretty much, I mean, Matt Bradley is just going to will this team to victory.
3: Yeah, uh, he's looking like he's going to be uh, a real problem. I, 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 it's scary, you know. In, in the lead up to this tournament, we we've known for a week or maybe a little bit more that. It was kind of looking like it was going to be Stanford or Cal that Colorado was going to have to play in their first game. And it's really easy during that time to say, okay, well, the good news is Stanford, you've beaten them a couple times. Cal is the worst team in the conference. They've won three conference games. Sure. They got Colorado, but you know, they just don't look all that good. But then as soon as you see a team that you think is not all that good, go and win a tournament game, pull an upset in a tournament game you have to think of them totally differently because what we just saw, it, it was, it was kind of a slog. It, it wasn't the prettiest basketball, but they know what they're trying to do and they were able to do it. And, and, and Matt Bradley's at the center of that. It, it's just so physical and, and how you stop him. I'm not so sure. I think you have to flop a little bit. You, I, with Giannis, there's this thing where teams sometimes just try to build a wall and, and it's just like you three guys just stand at the free throw line. Do not let him through. Take the charge, whatever. Do not let him through. And maybe that's what you do against a Matt Bradley because he is so physical and he isn't like Giannis in the length and all that, but just the physicality at six foot four to be built the way that he's built. He's, he's going to be tough to stop. And you wonder whether Eli Parquet is going to struggle with the size and strength that he has. And, and if he does, what do you do about that? If he's getting back down, I I guess you keep Dallas Walton when he's on the court, just, just around so that he can contest some shots. If he does
2: get back down, what do you think? I think you're going to have to play a lot of a kind of like a a man help hybrid. Um, Mick Cronin defenses are famous for where it's kind of a zone, but it's not, It's man defense, but it's a lot of handoffs. And I think that's probably the the biggest way to try and deflate his impact because a lot of what Cal does too to get him open is they set a lot of down screens and then Matt Bradley wrap around, gets him open. And then as soon as the ball is in his hands, you're already in trouble. So their goal should be, you know, not how can we stop him when he's got the ball in his hands? It's how can we limit, you know, those catches? How can we limit? his actual touches on the ball. Um, I, I think Deshaun Schwartz and Jariah Horner are also going to have to have big defensive nights because size-wise, they do match up well there. Um, you would love it if, if Deshaun Schwartz could kind of have his best game of the season out there on the perimeter um, and, and kind of pick up some of that slack. Because, yeah, Eli Parquet, and we talked touched, touched on it in just this morning's podcast, how he can cover a one through three, but Matt Bradley plays a one through three when really his size is like a four and maybe two inches more and he'd be a five. So
1: mm-hmm.
2: he is just a matchup nightmare. Um, but another guy that's out there, Andre Kelly, man, Bill Walton, giving him the Evan Batty nod multiple times during the broadcast and it's very accurate. He's a big guy. He's efficient on the block, Twelve points, eight rebounds. Andre Kelly and Evan Batty really could have a, a kind of a cancel out effect. Um, which which is nice that you might not have to worry about Kelly, but it just means the Buffs might have to really rely on some of the perimeter shooting more in this matchup because Cal's got lots of length down low. And when Oscar De Silva only gets 12 points on 4 of 12 shooting, you know they're really matching up well. So it's really going to be a battle on the perimeter in this game. And, That's concerning because with Stanford, you loved how your front court matched up now against Cal with these guards. I mean, it's concerning to say the least. They are a scary team. Yes. They are the worst team in the pac 12 as far as record goes. (laughs) Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, they, that wasn't even close and they played some pretty competitive games down the stretch. I don't know, man. I, Not ideal. Not ideal. Not the not the game we really wanted to see.
3: I don't think. I agree, and I, I like that you threw the I don't think in there because the one caveat is this really was a sloppy game, and I think a lot of it is just because Cal's defense is that good. Then that's the kind of style they want to play. I mean, Matt Bradley offensively is going to make the offense look sloppy even when it is effective, just because. I mean, some of the passes he makes, like like the assists, are what really makes him so dynamic. Because because that's what makes him like the point forward type instead of just somebody like Zion, who who it's hard to stop him from getting to the rim. But I don't know. I I do think that any team that plays Cal is going to wind up playing at least a little bit of Cal's style of basketball, which is that grinded out, sloppy, every possession is tough. We're going to push you around. We're going to get called for some fouls. Hopefully you'll get called for some fouls too. I mean, it's – that's not what I want Colorado to play. You know, I think Colorado's, when it's at its best, when they're, they're playing a team that plays – a little more structured, you know, when it, when it feels like you're out there playing like good, clean basketball. And and maybe that's why Cal beat them the last time, but I don't know. I I'm, I'm disappointed. I mean, how, what am I supposed to say when uh, they just won the game before by 18 points, you know, <laughs> they looked a lot better.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I will say, you know, this was probably Cal's best offensive game as far as efficiency goes of the season. They shot well, far and above what they normally do. 53% from the floor, that's about a 12-point increase, and 53% from three, that is almost a 20-point increase. So, you know, they, they really did great. And, and like you said, it, it's sloppy because Matt Bradley, while he's a great passer, it's really like, screw it, I'm going to drive into the lane. If I've got a shot for a layup, I'll shoot it. If not, I'll flail and hit a pass, and somehow it lands. And it just, it, it has kind of like this street backyard ball style to it where he is honestly here's what it is it's Matt Bradley is playing as a D1 athlete with a bunch of other guys at the rec center and so he just can decide when he wants to score but he'll get other guys involved and he just draws so much attention that you're forced to try and double him which which also opens up lanes they if Colorado wants to win this game first and foremost they've got to clean up on the glass I mean they need yes. to be Cal on the glass. So many opportunities for the for the Bears tonight, and they need to keep it competitive with, with points in the paint. It felt all too often that, that Cal was getting whatever they wanted driving to the rim. Now, Stanford turned that around a little bit, and Stanford actually did end up winning the points in the paint battle, but Cal's guards, not just Matt Bradley, so often uncontested to the rim, and then not even just layups, but also hitting reverses That's stuff that's so hard to defend against. And you just kind of have to expect that that luck is going to run out eventually because there's no defense to, to a good reverse layup. There's just nothing you can do other than foul the guy.
3: Agreed. And the other thing with Cal is that they shot well from three. And, And I think that that gets really important. And I guess you did mention that, but nine of 17, 53%. That's what can make Matt Bradley so intimidating is that, if they can put four other guys on the perimeter who can knock down some shots, and he's just gonna start at the half court line and run to the rim, like you're just kind of out of options there. He's either gonna take his guy to the rim or you're gonna double, and somebody's gonna be open. That luck could also run out because Cal was not that type of shooting team this season for the most part. Again it's going to be the same gym tomorrow night and so i'm not going to say like they aren't going to be able to shoot but you know that that is something to pay attention to as well uh, another thing from this game i thought it was strange that stanford wasn't taking all that many threes they wound up taking 15 in the game but I, it was in the second half they were 5 of 9 from 3 and i was thinking why are you not taking more of these
2: yeah, it just, it felt, it, it felt weird. You know, they, they were not having much success on the inside. I mean, they weren't having much success for, for the majority of the first half. And, and some of their sparks were just not able to hit. Spencer Jones, who looks dead on of Jimmy Butler, um, could not get that out of my head for the entire game. <laughs> but, you know, Spencer Jones is a guy that shoots 38% from three, two for six on the night. Um, and, and they talk about it on broadcast too. He needed to get it going early. He just didn't, Um, you you know, another guy with, with Bryce Wills, those are the two guys that Stanford really needed to hit that, that just weren't able to convert, just weren't able to really take those confident shots. And that's, that's disappointing. I mean, if you're a Cardinal fan, if you're a Cardinal player coach, you know, it's just so dramatic what three weeks can do to your team. And, and quite frankly, I mean, Stanford right now shades of Colorado from last season, clearly in the field. Mm. Um, It it just collapsed down the stretch and and then, you know, get upset in the, in the six 11 matchup. Uh, And, you know, this is one year ago today. I don't know if it's the exact date, but the timing is there where the world shut down and that was the last basketball game played. So for Stanford, that's going to leave a bitter taste in your mouth, but absolutely they they were a different team tonight than normal that was not the the same cardinal team that even the buffs have faced the beat so yes cal 18 point victory they looked extraordinarily explosive you still are facing a team that was 819 only a couple conference wins i do still think obviously the buffs are gonna be favored and obviously it's going to be disappointing if they blow that game absolutely but it, it, there there is reason to be concerned um you, you just got to figure after Cal already beat you once and that coaching staff seeing they've got Cal in Stanford, that's been locked in for the last eight days, locked in. So this coaching staff actually does have the benefit of being able to have some time to prepare after preparing for two opponents, but that's better than Oregon or USC who didn't know until right until the regular season ended. So hopefully they figured out some ways in the gate, Matt Bradley. Um, I don't know that there's anybody on this team that could act as like a scout in practice. That could be, you know, the scout team quarterback is imitating Matt Bradley because he is so unique. So it'll just be interesting to see what Tadwell comes up with.
3: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Uh, like, like if you said Alex strotting, but tell him he doesn't (laughs) have to dribble the ball. Like just say you get to carry the ball everywhere you go. Yeah, you just run around, and then maybe maybe I feel like that's as close as you could get. I don't know. I thought your point. I I mean, maybe it could work. Maybe I I feel like your point about Stanford being a lot like Colorado is a good one. Uh, I hadn't thought that exactly, but it's definitely pretty crazy because last year was the first time an 11 seed had ever won in the Pac-12 tournament, and for it to happen again this year, and for Colorado to have to play another 11 seed tomorrow i mean it's, it's just pretty crazy um yeah uh we'll see what happens you know i will say even though i'm definitely not as thrilled with this matchup for the buffs as i was thinking i would be tonight i do think that like colorado's absolutely the favorite here as they should be and it as you said would be a huge disappointment if It doesn't work out again. It's a good basketball team, but we've seen a larger sample size. Um,
2: any final thoughts here before we move on to some of the other games? Yeah, just, I mean, just a tie bow on that too. You know, you know, last year when Washington state upset Colorado, you know, it was all CJ Ellaby, and similarly, now you've got one guy carrying a team, willing it over, you know, so many narratives line up. But to that end, and obviously we didn't get to see the tournament play out to fruition, but the 11 upsetting the six last year was so different because that 60 Colorado was just blacked um, yeah. And the same can be said for this year too. So while it is an impressive win, while Matt Bradley is absolutely a concern, Stanford is not the same Stanford team they were in December, January, February. I mean, hell. This is a worse team right now than anybody thought coming in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, again, I'm in the exact same boat, not feeling as great about having to play 11 seed as as you might think going into tomorrow. Um, But I think that just kind of raises the stakes a little bit and it it might make it for a little bit more of an interesting watch. Um, And and we'll kind of go from there. The Buffs know what they're getting into. This isn't a surprise. Now you've seen the team play. So 24 hours later, they're going to play pretty much the exact same. And who knows? i mean matt bradley he's probably got endurance to run four marathons in a day but maybe he's a little gassed from this effort and and maybe they can take advantage i mean
3: i'd have to imagine he's gassed you know you you don't play back-to-back games all that often in college basketball so we'll see um before we get into what happened to the other games and there was some pretty cool stuff uh I'm going to take a quick second to talk about the seltzers from Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, the seltzers are very good. I still have only had the peach, but I really enjoyed the peach. Ben, how many seltzers have you had and rank them?
2: Um, no, I've ben Palm had... <laughs> ben, ben has only had the chance to try two. It was peach and it was the, uh, the apple pear. And that's because, I mean, I, I was I happened to be at the bar the night that they were first brought by, and the Nuggets guys. I mean, they drank it like a like a sailor that night. So I only got to try two. Um, peach is my favorite as well. I'm a big peach guy. I think as I mentioned on the Arizona State game, just anything with oh, yeah, peach in it that's has my favorite. right. But I forgot about that. I think I think what we really need to do here is we need to get a pack for our for ourselves for this matchup tomorrow. Um, And everyone, we can do a taste test because nobody else is going to be in studio to steal. them. maybe we can swing that. If if any are still in stores, if nobody has just completely got them stocked out in preparation for the winter storm.
3: (laughs) That is a really good point. And it reminds me that I have groceries that'll be here soon that I have not paid (laughs) any attention to. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the seltzers. I'm excited to try more of them. We should definitely get some of those tomorrow and maybe we should stock up for... The future as well, because I think we're going to be spending some more time there. Uh, the seltzers are very good. And if you want to try them, you can go to the beer locator on Breckenridge Brewery's website and it'll tell you exactly where you can grab those, which stores, like liquor stores and gas stations. Um, so make sure that you check that out. Also, Green Mountain Dental Group uh, Green Mountain Dental is the best place to go for your primary dental care Uh, they're located outside of denver in lakewood it's a convenient 15 minute drive i haven't done this read in forever so i'm kind of changing my (laughs) phrasing up a little bit as i remember bits and pieces of the sentences i used to say um but yeah they're, they're really good they've gotten great reviews there are a bunch of dmvr listeners who've already switched over to green mountain dental group and we definitely recommend you check it out because uh, Lindsay's been there. Allie's been there. They said that the experience was incredible. So listen to them, check it out. And remember that if you get a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll get yourself a free Sonic toothbrush. So make sure you take advantage of that. All right. Uh, let's just start with the first game of the day. Uh, Washington state, Arizona state, uh, Arizona state won. Alonzo verge was really good. Uh, what was your big takeaway from this game, Ben?
2: I mean, my big takeaway was, honestly, Isaac Bonton, they said limited minutes. 39 <laughs> minutes in this game. This is unbelievable. Um, and, and quite frankly, if I would have known that Isaac Bonton's quote-unquote limited minutes would have ended up being 39, I would have hammered, hammered this, this, uh, this money line with multiple units I'm I'm still shocked, you know. I mean, the Cougars had this game, and it, it's just it, it's a tough loss for them. You know, Arizona State they didn't play well, but the Cougars didn't play well either. It was very low scoring in the beginning, and this box score is atrocious. Washington State forty-one percent from the floor, twenty-seven percent from three. Arizona State forty-one percent from the floor, seventeen percent from three. If you're Oregon. You know, this is kind of the complete opposite outcome for the Ducks, because while Colorado is terrified of Cal coming in hot, Oregon must have been watching this game like, shoot, who cares? Neither of these teams can get a bucket. <laughs> Seriously. Um, Arizona State,
3: the winner, they couldn't grab a board to save their lives. I mean, they're, they're lucky that Washington State only shot 27% from three and 41% from the field because of all those extra possessions. Um, there were definitely some things that you look at for Arizona State and say, okay, th- that's nice to have in your back pocket, like Alonzo Verge putting up 26. Um, Remy Martin only had six. Wow, two of ten from the field. That's crazy. This was a but, this was but, a preseason All American, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it was a preseason All American. He did hit one three that looked pretty cool. It was like wide open. And so he kind of took an extra second in the corner and then he threw it up and it went in. Um, And I guess he made another three, two, but that was all he did. Pretty crazy. And you have to expect a little bit more from him tomorrow, right?
2: I, I, I mean, you would think, but his recent game log has just been bad. Six points against Colorado, eight against Utah, now six against Washington State. He has made doing math. In my head six shots in three games combined Ugh. shooting. I think like maybe 30 per third, no, 28%, something like that. I don't know. Math is hard, but he is in as cold a streak as possible. I mean, I guess, you know, if, if you're a spinster, you can take that two ways, you know, either he's cold, but it doesn't matter because the team found a way to win or, oh, he's just about ready to pop. You know, Oregon's not going to know what hit him. I, I tend to lean on the former there. I, I, he has lost it, I think. Um, but Alonzo verge. Yeah. 26 points, 10 to 15 kid is electric. Um, love watching him drive to the rim. Uh, his ability to, to finish at the rim is really impressive and yep. fun to watch. I on you know, two as, points. Oh yeah. No, Isaac Bonton, man. I, the Cougars I think are, are going to be a threat next year. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's crazy to think about how they were undefeated going into December. Remember how we were, <laughs> we were talking in December, like, are the Cougars like, going to win the conference? And they, they really <laughs> fell off a cliff. But for Arizona State, you really played poorly and you still found a way to win. If you are Dana Altman and the Ducks, are you concerned remotely or are you saying screw it, focusing on UCLA, Oregon State at this point? Because, I mean, Arizona State, just they can't make a basket right now. I mean, you can't do that, but if you could, this
3: would be the situation. Like, It's going to sound dumb if Arizona State does something crazy tomorrow, but seriously, like, they could not grab a board to save their lives, and they got lucky that Abigidi went out with foul trouble in that first half because those last five minutes could have gone totally differently, and all of a sudden, Washington State's in front, and and in a game that's as close as this one was, getting 15 minutes from – your big man, like kind of all freshmen, somebody you're kind of really building around there in a game where they still out rebounded them pretty significantly. Like that is just a killer to not be able to pull every ounce out of that like front court matchup that you can.
2: Yeah. I mean, one block in 15 minutes probably would have had two if, if he plays, you know, 24, 25, you hit the nail on the head when you don't have your big guy in there, Especially when the guy killing you isn't killing you from the perimeter necessarily in an Alonzo Verge. And that bucket that ended up, you know, giving them the go-ahead, that really was Abigidi's range. I mean, that was like a, a wonky floater, but to have a 6'10 center in there to just have like a little bit of more impact, you know, maybe cause him to flinch for even a millisecond, that's gonna be enough really to, to alter that shot. You, you hate that the foul trouble really hurt them there, but I mean, Washington State still had had plenty of opportunities in that one. Just a weird, weird game. you know, great finish and that's what you love about, you know, it's March. It's tournament time, so you love these close finishes, but just a just a funky game. Oh, several funky games as we transition to the next one too. seriously. Utah, Washington, Utah wins 98
3: to 95. I had the under. Boy, do I feel like an idiot right now. I mean, to watch that, I mean, there was just no defense being played. It was kind of crazy to watch these guards just go at it. And in my head, I was thinking like this. I know that they've won five games all season, but Washington has to have some sort of defense, right? Like that's kind of what they've been, but no, it it was just everything went in. I mean, I I don't even know who you start with, I, I guess. Timmy Allen led the way for Utah, had 24. He was a force. Plummer had uh, 21 efficiently. Like Utah is actually scary. The fact that they put up, what, 97 a couple nights ago? Or was this 98-98? It was 98 98 too, yeah. 98-98 in back-to-back games. Like you have to be scared of that. You can't just ignore that because you don't see that very often in college basketball, especially at this level. Uh, I think that USC should be kind of terrified of this. And, and I'm, I'd much rather play Cal than Utah.
2: Yeah, no, I absolutely, you know, the, Utah's a team that they don't play with a lot of tempo, but Alfonso Plummer, six of 11 from three. I just, I love Plummer so much. I burst over him every time we talk about Utah because he's just such a fun player to watch. The ball's in his hands, and it's like if he dribbles, you're confused. Unless he's dribbling backwards to set himself up with one of those James Harden mm-hmm. step-back He, You just know exactly what you're going to get from him. And when he's hot, he is so hot. 6-11 uh, for 11 from three, six for 6-11 from the field. Didn't need to attempt a two-pointer because he just was that efficient from range. And, yeah, Timmy Allen, he is – God, he's got the ugliest three-point jump shot in the conference. <laughs> but, man, he is efficient in the post. Double-double tonight. Utah, they, they, you know, they're a team that I think matches up better with USC than I think a lot of people might give them credit for. That is must-watch TV tomorrow because they've got some big guys. You know, they've got Brendan Carlson. He's their seven-footer who, again, he plays kind of like an, an elevated Dallas Walton role. Um, he, he's Actually getting into the 20s in minutes per game, but he is very efficient. In this game, 13 points, five rebounds, five for five from the floor, three personal fouls. You'll take that from a seven footer any day of the week. Going up against Evan Mobley, that's gonna be big. And then you've got another six eight guy from Finland, Mikhail uh God, ha, 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 Hansen in right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I don't I need to pay closer attention to the broadcasts for the names I don't know. But the point is, is they've got big men um, and, and they've got experienced big men. And that's going to help against these Mobley brothers. You've also got Riley Batten off the bench. And he's a forward getting you almost 30 minutes a night. That's yeah. where that matchup's going to be. Going to, you know, you're not going to say it's a wash because obviously USC is the lead there. But hell, if Alfonso Plummer goes out and hits six threes, he can shoot 20 of them for all I care. If he's hitting six threes, Utah is going to be putting up points. And I, I, don't, I don't know that USC has the firepower to win a foot race because it, it's like you talk about when, when you're an NFL team and you're playing the Chiefs. You're not going to beat them by kicking field goals, you know? Mm-hmm. If you're beat, playing a team that's going to put up 98 points, you're not going to beat them with twos. You've got to hit them with threes. So Washington was able to. I don't know if USC can keep pace. It'll be a very interesting game. I'm fascinated to know what the line is going to be. Yeah, I, I totally
3: agree. Um, I, I just the way that Utah can attack downhill is scary for a team like USC. And you wonder if they can get somebody like Evan Mobley in foul trouble. Um, I'm excited. And I think that that basically wraps it up. Do you know what time the game start tomorrow?
2: Yes, I'm looking them up right now. And, and real quick, just to tie a bow on that. Remember, Utah did beat USC recently because USC got swept in the mountain trip. So could be interesting there. Uh, Arizona State and Oregon, we get some early basketball actions. That starts at 12.30 p.m. mountain time. Then the next game up is Oregon State-UCLA at 3.30 p.m. That's going to be interesting just to see both of those teams play for the first time. Moving on, Utah-USC at 6.30 p.m. And the night cap will be burning the midnight oil tomorrow. Colorado-Cow, 9.30 p.m., we're hopefully going to have a, a happy live show because I don't think Henry, me, or RK are going to be wanting to do a loser's lounge at midnight. <laughs>
3: uh, yeah, seriously. Hopefully that'll be fun, but that will be right around midnight. So be ready for that. Uh, and then we'll keep doing them for as long as the buffs are in the tournament, which is hopefully for a while. Uh, thanks for doing this, Ben. And I will see you guys tomorrow.
1: I think I like my Colorado swag Cause when I'm in they play My Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway. My Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado Sway. My Colorado Sway. Hey. Competing, past competition, see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army, with soldiers like the Navy, yeah. and voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting. Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swaggering as the crowd do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit ya. Hit, ya, hit ya. Hey. 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 You on your own now? Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hope you make it to the next whistle. And we. Playin' with you, you can get it anytime. We yeah. start at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. My Colorado swag, get in the middle of the ring. throwing blows, knocking down team at the I team. they like my Colorado swag, cause when I'm in it play. I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holler, get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag play My Colorado sweat, cause when a minute play, I don't really know just how to act. And when a minute go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a with my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Mine, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag.